Everything's running smoothly. Yo, 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 yo! What is going on? I tell you what, man, the voice this last few shows have just been, I get that yo. We've made some progress in the last few weeks, y'all. Well, hey, my name is Hartzell. This is your KC Morning Show. Kitty is asleep over here kicking COVID's ass or something like that. I don't know. Somebody's getting their ass kicked. I'm not sure who it is at this point. How's everybody doing? We all right? Are we warm? It's cold outside, y'all. The weather today, and yes, I'm that guy now talking about the weather, but it was a perfect summary of 2020. Snow for like six hours, didn't do nothing but just get in the way. We had ice for no reason, just a mess, but y'all are way too important to this show. In fact, you are the show, so be safe. We got a winter advisory. Just stay inside, y'all. Stay inside, stream and chill. I'm still trying to set up this whole Twitch thing. I want a game. Anybody want a game? Xbox Live? Gamertag boots to asses? 2010, that's me. Holla at Shaboy. I'm very bad at just about all the games. So if you need if you need some easy wins, you call up this guy. I will be your practice dummy. On the show today, we run it back. Seeing where we were, seeing where we are, where we're going. I think we might have the perfect person for this segment. Toriano Porter from the KC Star. He is on the editorial board and opinion writer. He's going to be back, and we're going to talk about this article. Did y'all see this? The Kansas City Star. It's the truth in black and white. An apology from the star to the black community. It was powerful. I've never seen anything like this. In fact, here I'll read the synopsis. We are telling the story, this is the Casey Star, of a powerful local business that is done wrong. That business is the Kansas City Star. This is a quote from the star. They've disenfranchised, ignored, and scorned generations of black Kansas Cityans. So we got Toriano Porter on the show today. We're going to talk about it. I don't know a ton of local shows who would do this or want to get into this, but we do. That's what we got here on your KC Morning Show. So back on the program, Toriano Porter. Let's run it back, y'all. My name's Hartzell. It's your KC Morning Show. January 11, 1970, victory belonged to Hank Stram and his Kansas City Chiefs. TV9 News special report, close up the flood of 77. From the Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri, it's Milwaukee Bucks against the Kansas City Kings. Now Kansas Cityans must decide what happens next. What is to follow the city's Holy Week riots? I am here at the American Royal World Series of Barbecue. Daryl Motley awaits, and the Kansas City Royals are world champions. I had to find a reason to get you back, my friend. Anytime, any place, anywhere, hard, so I'm available. How's that book doing? It's doing great. I, I have no complaints. Uh, the Christmas season has been good to me. This is, uh, man, I, I, unprecedented. It's huge. Mm. Um, Toriano, why don't you break it down for us? The Kansas City Star last week, they said sorry. They apologized. Explain that yeah. to us. Yeah, in black and white, the KC Star apologized for its decades-long coverage of the African-American community and the issues and our plight. We also recognized that we also didn't cover black people positively as well uh you know kansas city is celebrating the 100th birthday of charlie parker this year we did not write one positive story about charlie parker at all he never appeared on our pages and so we had to reconcile that in addition to uh the stereotypes that we wrote about black kansas city and so to be a part of this was a humbling b uh it was also uh, a reckoning 
and as a reckoning for us as a city and as an organization. So it was, it was a powerful deal. It was so interesting to watch the rollout because I had not heard anything about the series that y'all were doing. Yes. It came out of nowhere. Yes. And so then I start reading the comments, you know, because that's what we do. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I talked to my folks about it. The consensus, at least for black folks, like, you know, this wasn't a surprise. It's like, oh, okay. So somebody finally said something, but mm-hmm. it's still so important to acknowledge it. So how did this start? Where did this even come from? I, I would say the conversation started in July okay. uh, around the summertime. And I have to give my colleague, uh, Marae Williams, the, her bouquet and her flowers because she actually, she's a black woman. She, she's an education reporter at the KC Star, but she's so much more. She's, she's a black woman. She's a mom. She's a protector. And, and, and she's, she brought it to our attention that if we're going to call out institutions, you know, there was after George Floyd and uh, Breonna Taylor uh, style police brutality protest. And, you know, we were calling out institutions for their lack of diversity and other things. And so the thought was, if we're going to call out other institutions and organizations, we have to check ourselves. So we started doing the eternal look. And I know Murray took the, uh, the rain on that. And we had a team of reporters. They started digging through the archives. And some of the things we uncovered were very unflattering towards black f- folks here in KC. I'm so happy you took it there because I was I was curious what kind of examples that you you came across. I also, you know, I'm a nerd for history, especially Kansas City history. And, you know, I play all kinds of clips on this show. And so I have a folder of, of old audio that, you know, whew, how did this how, how was this a thing? You know, I like this right here. We interrupt this program for a WHB News Bulletin. News comes first on WHB. The murder in Memphis on Thursday provoked disorder in Kansas City, Kansas on Friday. A businessman, a Negro, fired one of the first shots. A looter using the guise of a fallen civil rights leader as his excuse was the victim. Cleaning shop owner Alan McClellan, his pistol still in hand, had the first person report for WHB News. Take last one out of my store and uh, come in and and uh, started hauling out clothes. And of course, I couldn't get a hold to the police uh, right then. And uh, I was peeping out of my window and I shot him. So they got he's on his way to the hospital. So I'm curious, Toriano, what did you find, man? Oh, my God. Just the way they described uh, black folks. This isn't a major mainstream newspaper. Animals, criminals, you know, uh, me being on editorial board, part of my role, along with a colleague Dave Helen, was to go through old editorials and see where we stood uh, on civil rights, desegregation, police brutality in the 60s, the 50s, the, you know, just those years. And... What we uncovered was, uh, for us editorially, we took positions, but they weren't strong enough. It was almost like we were doing it just to be doing it. We weren't doing it for forceful action. So uh, it was a lot. It was a lot to process. But again, it was a history lesson. And it was a history lesson for an institution that I not only work for, but I'm proud to work for, but also a fan of before I was employed from this organization. So to go back and just see that in black and white, as it's called in black and white, it, it, it was humbling. It was very humbling. And we can go back as far as you want, but was there a time when the staff was just racist or did they just not care enough or did they just want to toe a fine line? I mean, what was going on there? Editorial board wise, what we discovered as we were going through the old uh, editorials, we were just discovering a pattern uh, and we feel like they were just they were just getting along to get along. They didn't want to disrupt the big money people. They would say things or write things that were right, 
but it wasn't a forceful stance. And uh, not to pat ourselves on the back and what we do editorially at the KC store, but, uh, you know, we're not just coming out just to say, hey, we're the editorial board, we're going to make a stance. We're coming out for change. We're advocating for uh, different structures and uh, leadership in the city. And, you know, we have to learn from that history so we won't repeat it. And so I'm proud to be on that board and I'm proud to lend a voice. And another aspect of the whole series, and it's it's a multiple part series. You, you have yeah, to check this out. Part, what I thought was super, super interesting, striking, uh, I, I loved it actually, was that y'all included black newspapers like the KC Call, which, you know, my family yes. still reads today. Again, I'm reading these comments and they had no idea what any of that was. There's people listening right now, and that's not a slight to you. I'm not trying to make fun of you, but, you know, there's going to be publications in the series that they know nothing about. Right. And, you know, and not for the call, and we made sure that we gave the call their credit. If not for the call, uh, there would be, there would not be positive historical newspaper articles on notable black Kansas Cityans. That's appalling. That's appalling. But that's kudos to the, to the call for covering the issues in the African-American community from the beginning. And, and, and they're still doing it to this day. So kudos to them. And we have to give them their credit. So where do we go from here? How do we take this? I mean, what are the next yep. steps with this series? Yep. Is there anything else that's, planned for this? That's the great question. Well, internally, the conversations have begun. What are we going to do to address the inequalities? What are we going to do to change the perception? So we're on the clock now. Uh, and, and these are the things I'm advocating for in 2021. And this is what some of the things I learned from my predecessor on the editorial board, Louis Duguid, veteran, veteran newspaper man, editorial board member. He retired a few years ago, but he was very vocal about the lack of diversity in the newsroom. And, and, I, and I always admired him for standing up and, and talking about it with management. So my, my charge and my challenge is going to be making sure that we are putting African-Americans and other minorities that's underrepresented in positions to succeed as interns entry-level reporters management positions and i would like to see a black woman on the editorial board how does a star become more of that active voice you know not so much of a reporter uh -huh. but more of uh -huh. a voice for what's actually happening on the ground because you know i check your twitter all the time and uh, it's a doozy man uh no matter what side on any issue somebody's gonna be pissed off about it yeah so how okay you, so how can you as a publication find the right stance and actually be an active voice i mean insert any issue we have to be intentional in what we cover we have to be intentional in how we cover it and we have to be intentional with how we deploy those resources. So we're going to tell these stories, these unheard stories, these stories that are not being told in the African-American community, the Hispanic community, the uh, immigrant community. We have to attack that as we did with this black and white uh, apology series. All hands on deck. Teamwork makes the dream work mentality. What's the overall response been? I, I, want, I want to believe the it's overall, been positive. <laughs> overall response has been overwhelmingly positive. Good. Here is the thing, though, as with anything, you have to check yourself. You have to be open to criticism. And I've heard from many, many people who criticized the apology and they were valid in their criticism because at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it? And so we're on the clock. And so if people are skeptical of, of the star, if they're skeptical about what we're going to do going forward, that's understandable. You got to understand we have a history in the African-American community of distrust between the media and the police. It's not going to fix it overnight, but we're going to keep chopping wood and we're going to do what we do. And we're going to tell those stories and cover the community with the intent 
I'm telling all stories. The entire series, it's it's incredible. It's it was so well done. Uh, do you do you think that do you think this is the start of other papers doing this? We weren't the only one in KC. You know, uh, man, because of the the advent of the internet, I follow a lot of different people on social media. Whether you're talking about reporters at New York, DC, St. Louis, Chicago, LA, wherever. It's the talk of the uh, media world. It was the talk of the newspaper world. I will imagine people are going to be um, going to be digging in their archives, <laughs> checking themselves and coming out against their coverage of African-American, other marginalized communities. I really believe so. I love I love doing this with folks that give a damn about Kansas City and the history yeah. of Kansas City is that yes. we can use that to propel us forward. Let's go be great. Let's go keep being yeah. great. And let's tell yes. those stories. The first step is acknowledging, right? Absolutely. And the first step in reconciliation is acknowledging you're wrong and creating a course of action and a plan of action to right those wrongs. And that's why I say we're on the clock. Talk is cheap. It's the show me state. Toriano Porter, he is an opinion writer. He's on the editorial board for the Kansas City Star. Okay, uh, before I let you go uh, as we're telling these stories what you working on you want you want to give me a little tease come on Toriano, <laughs> well, you know, come on I'm, I'm actually on staycation so i've been chilling <laughs> uh as the the rap artist known as little baby said 2020 has been one hell of a year i've been covering you know everything from a protest to a pandemic to police brutality to now talking about the black and white series it's been one hell of a year and so i've been taking time since i want to say uh last weekend to just kind of relax and unwind for the rest of the year so I, I don't have anything in the pipe for us to kc star but i can promise you in the year of our lord 2021 <laughs> i'm going to continue to bring the heat i'm going to continue to hold public officials and the powerful accountable for their misdeeds and the public's money absolutely be a voice to the voiceless that's not going to change I've had some tremendous small wins in this year. And I'm not talking about personally. I'm talking about professionally helping people tell their stories. Man, I've had so many women, so many mothers, so many black women reach out to me to help tell their stories and, and, and give them a voice. That I'm, I'm framing these stories, man, as I write about it, because I want people to know that th these stories need to be told. And I just want to be that vessel. My man, you're a warrior. Keep fighting, brother. Keep fighting. Thank you, sir. Toriano Thank Porter you. from the KC Star. Check out this series. It's the truth in black and white. And also go buy Toriano's book. What's the title? The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Get to Heaven. ToriannoPorter.com, available on Amazon.com. I'm going to find another reason to get you back on the show because every time we chat, it's a good time. It's a damn good oh, time. Oh, man, try to, try to find any reason. I'm, <laughs> I'm versatile. Music, sports, coffee, whatever. <laughs> I got you in 2021. <laughs> yes, sir. Have a great one. Finally, The Rock has come back to Kansas City. They love The Rock in KC. The KC Morning Show.